You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 294 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Before we get on to this week's topic, which is documentary photography with our guest Donato DiCamillo, what have you been up to? Well, you know, we were discussing some very important topics before we uh, started recording today, mm. like what the, the, the calories are in uh, whether you should <laughs> drink red wine, <laughs> whiskey or vodka or beer. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. um, the whiskey uh, has come out in front, hasn't it? You, mm. 100 calories versus 150 for a glass of wine. So drink mm. responsibly and drink yes. carefully. <laughs> Because <laughs> apparently Australia's run out of wine. <laughs> well, it hasn't run out of wine. We don't want to start any panic buying, Gina. Just, <laughs> no. Just the specific wine that I enjoy, my local bottle shop no longer doesn't you, seem to have it stocked. You but drank no, your local bottle shop dry, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> there is plenty of wine in Australia. No one please go panic buying wine, okay? <laughs> I mean, I did panic buy dark chocolate lint balls and I now have so many dark chocolate lint balls in my fridge it's ridiculous I have like a second fridge it's not full of dark chocolate balls but that's where the well there's still time for you to polish those off and they do go go well with a uh, a glass of uh, whiskey Val Yes, yes. But I think other people are making the most of their time in isolation from all over the world because we've seen some awesome images posted into the listener community on Facebook. Now, if you're new to us, make sure you join the listener community. It's free to join. Just go and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and uh, it's great. It's just a visual feast in there Mm. because last week in last week's um episode we issued a photography challenge on levitation Mm. (laughs) as in um so the week before that it was uh we challenged people to take a photo at home or wherever of themselves but in multiple positions in the same shot doing different things and the results were spectacular um with people having conversations with various versions of each other and so on and so last week it was about levitation. So it was about shooting. So um, either you're, you have levitated off the ground or you're throwing an object or an object is somehow flying through the air. And some people have been so clever, they've combined both those challenges into a single shot. But we've got a bunch of fantastic images, which you can see in the Facebook group, but we'll also put them in the show notes, which of course you can find at ginamilitia.com. And uh, there's a great one here from Alan who has done a photo of a levitating egg, which is so cool. Um, A white egg or ivory-looking egg hovering uh, over a white table and he's even got the shadow of the egg on the table. Yeah, it's the shadow that uh, makes it, isn't it? Yeah, that makes it real and uh, it's against uh, a dark blue um, background. But it's a a great shot of this levitating egg. That entire series that he – you you saw the – I've actually watched the development of that series because Alan started photographing the bread he was baking. Like he was just – He'd, he'd bake something and photograph it and you could see that the, the, the idea of the eggs came along. 
wrong. He started photographing eggs and then he, he levitated the egg. And the, the egg on a white background series that he's been doing are just beautiful, beautiful images. The tones that he's managed to capture, they're really outstanding. And a lot of people have mentioned like wanting to um, grab a print for their wall of these images because they're, they're just yes gorgeous. I love eggs. Uh, Dylan has a great shot of uh, he's photographed himself in his lounge room, but it's almost like a behind-the-scenes shot in that he in the foreground are his camera lights and they are shooting him flying through the air and so are various pieces of camera equipment. So it's almost as if he's one of the in one of those inception rooms or one of those rooms that uh, – that rotates and flies through the air. So where 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 you are you and the various objects in it are flying through the air. So that's a really great shot as mm. well. Very very clever. Very well done. And then Christine has a great shot of a field. Um, looks like an open field, but she has a dog on a skateboard levitating through the field, following chasing after a um soft toy bunny i think it is yeah. yeah very cute and it's just like that that's the probably the best behaved dog i've ever seen um, i know on chili, a skateboard chili is amazing so much personality that's cool um I've been watching uh, a lot of the uh, the gold members uh, posting their images as well, Val, and yeah. also like at the moment, like for all the uh, photographers who are, are making a living out of this, it's very difficult to know how much you should be promoting yourself because everyone's, let, let's face it, everyone's distracted and how can you add value to your um, clients and community? And what I've noticed is, a lot of the photographers uh, who have done some of these composite images or these amazing shots are then posting. Like I noticed um, uh, Kim, a member of the Gold community, did a fantastic Alice in Wonderland um, multi-composite like series. Fantastic. And then um, because we're also friends on Facebook, I just noticed that when she posted it, how many of her friends and family are just going, wow, these images are amazing. Can you do this for me when, uh, you know, these quarantines end? And so that's Mm. been super positive, a really good way to promote yourself doing these, um, you know, these challenges and then posting them to your own site and just sharing how you did it and and how much you enjoyed it. And uh, people get to see another side and another side to your skills. Uh, also, um, Kerry Setch has been working on her GIFs, so creating beautiful GIF images and uh, practicing that skill and posting those. And so that's another way, a great way to promote yourself. Lucy's been out there doing porch portraits and uh, was just saying uh, in the group how much that doing this volume and volume of shoots, her confidence has increased and uh, she's getting these amazing um, images, but also what a great way for the entire neighbourhood to find out how, who someone is and that, like, oh, yeah, we've got this great photographer that lives in our neighbourhood. Now, she's been doing those uh, just as a service to her community so that they can record this uh, historic time in their lives and obviously socially distancing and doing everything um, mm. right. And uh, here's this whole community that are just being able to um, – she's add, adding value to them. And the other one that I loved, and I think this is a great idea and a lot of you can still do this, is uh, Natalie has been out there and uh, whenever she goes to uh, her local bakery or her local wine shop or her local Mm. greengrocer or a local restaurant, she also, using social distancing, has been taking portraits of maybe the food and the owners of the restaurant and saying, this is Dave, they run, you know, Dave's great greengrocers, amazing. They do delivery. I really enjoyed the thing. Here's one of the boxes. And she'll post that to social media as well. So she's supporting her local businesses in this really beautiful way. And that, Mm. you know, it it gets the name out there, but you're adding value to everyone out there, you know, during this time. So I think um, that was a great idea. So good on everyone that's out there doing that and doing um, positive things for the community. Absolutely. Um, I love seeing what's going on with it, people being really, really clever during this time. And uh, yeah, so fantastic to all of our gold members. And if you're interested in the gold community, have a listen to this. 
This podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community. I love teaching photographers from all levels, such as beginners who are learning to shoot in manual mode to professional photographers wanting to improve their lighting skills. As a Gold member, you can learn at your own pace and skill level. Here's what Fran Solly had to say. In the Gold Community, truly does mean that you've got a mentor and that you've got a network of people. The the thing I really like too is that even though now after, you know, five years in business and, and after having been part of the Goldies from the beginning, if I send you a photo to critique, you always push me to the next level. There's always something more to learn and something else to refine. That's just great because, you know, you're so good with people just starting out. It's also pushing those of us who've been around for a little while to to keep improving and to keep trying new things and expanding. When the uh, getting off photo lessons came out, I. I just devoured them, so and it's just made such a difference. So now I feel really confident. If somebody rings up and says, "Hey, Frank, can you shoot this job for us?" I have the skills to be able to do it. I would recommend the Gold Community to anybody if you are remotely interested in improving your photography, particularly if you're into photographing people. Then this is the place for you to be. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold Community, just go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, so this week we're talking to Donato DiCamillo, who we have featured on this podcast before in episode 214 back in 2018. So Gina, tell us why we revisited Donato. Well, I've been um, following Donato uh, for quite a few years now. I actually think he's a living legend. I absolutely love his photography. I love his personality uh, and uh, the the authentic way that he shoots. And I was noticing that uh, he's based uh, in New York and he's been out there shooting, uh, documenting the whole um, COVID outbreak and at the moment. And uh, I was fascinated by his images and uh, wanted to get him in and uh, interview him about what he's been doing uh, in the past couple of months and also what he's been doing since we uh, last spoke because uh, his documentary and his portrait photography has gone next level. So he's got some great stories to tell. If you haven't heard about Donato, go and check out his uh, Instagram page. Uh, also, have a listen to episode 214 so you can uh, be across how he, he broke into uh, photography because his story is fascinating. Like he was um, born in Brooklyn, New York and uh, had, had some issues with some uh, behavioural uh, problems early on in his life and uh, as a result of that he ended up going into prison for a little while and uh, it was uh, during his time in um, that he came out of prison that he uh, taught himself photography and I think his parole officer uh, let him actually go out and start shooting uh, street photography and uh, he's so in tune with the street and so good at reading sort of body language of people that he just gets these amazing images that no one else can get and it obviously like he posts a lot of videos of him shooting so you can see the authentic manner that he approaches people how much respect he has for everyone that he photographs so his people are always seen as heroic and that's one of the things that I love um, seeing so you never look at his images and feel sorry for the people. He documents uh, so beautifully. The angles that he shoots, the style that he edits uh, is fantastic. So in this in this episode, we talk about how he's been going out and shooting during this time and also his, his mindset when he's photographing his portraits. He really generously shares a lot of this information. I think it's a, a, a fascinating... I could listen to Donato talk all day long. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Donato DiCamillo, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Gina. How are you? 
It's great to chat to you. It's been a couple of um, a couple of years since uh, we last chatted, and uh, with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I've been seeing your amazing work. I thought I'd uh, do a little check-in call and uh, and uh, see how you're going because you're like right in the middle of it there. And uh, is it Staten Island where you're based? Yeah, I reside in Staten Island, but yeah. my uh, my stomping grounds are New York, Manhattan, and uh, Brooklyn, really. Uh, yeah. That's where my, my fault, I think. So um, at the time of uh, recording, we're in um, sort of late April here, 2020. Uh, what's it like there on the ground where, where, where you are? Because you've been going out a little bit and you've been documenting um, what's been going on there with the COVID situation. Um, incredible images, just um really eye-opening what you've been photographing how is that what like how are you getting around and how are you getting into some of the places that like are you getting into morgues and um yes. just, just the, the the images are so powerful and like i was reading the comments on your instagram and i kind of agree like a lot of people are saying wow these images are powerful I'm having an issue liking them because it's like, you know, it doesn't feel right to, to like an image like that, but it's like, you know, there, there almost needs to be a, another little uh, check mark that you say, oh, wow, I respect this image. It's powerful, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard to like. Um, how is it on the ground? Well, you know, look, uh, I think I think the state of affairs that the, the country's in right now I mean, it's it's kind of like almost like if a picture, you know, um, you know, uh, like conflict photography. Let's say, you know, they're giving us they're giving us uh, people are giving us images of uh, of the horrific uh, images that uh, that war brings. But at the same time, you know, we want we need to know what's going on. We need to have a finger on the pulse of uh, of reality and so that's you know for me i think it's essential and, and especially in these times um you know i ran a a, a little article it, it i'd actually add today um i do with some work with the um washington university um in st louis um and um you know uh it's it's even now I'm thinking back and, and, and I'm thinking about, uh, you know, how, how difficult it is to see, you know, bodies, uh, you know, uh, dead bodies piled up to uh, the ceilings, you know, so many bodies being pulled in at, at a time where there's um, the, the medical examiner's office is uh, just overwhelmed and passing them off to uh, funeral directors and the funeral directors are, are at a capacity where um, they don't have any room anymore. So now we have we're left with these are these are brothers, sisters, and loved ones, people's family that are uh, being held. And and you know I I, I could you know I could get really uh, crazy thinking about this because you know there's really it's very hard to point a finger at at what's going on right now at any at anyone at any mm. one person. Uh, or a politician, but this thing happened so quickly that um, it's it's left everybody in awe. And mm -hmm. so the que the question is, uh, your question was, you know, how does it feel? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's uh, it's it's like it's it's like walking into a, you know uh, like a conflict zone. Uh, bodies, people, uh, you know, you 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 you're constantly worried about catching a bug you yeah. know catch this thing it's like almost like worrying about getting uh taking a bullet yeah or losing a friend you know it's the same it's almost it's it's like if you think about it uh in that aspect it, it parallels um that kind of life you know and so yeah i was uh a bit scared, but at the at the same time, I thought it was very important for uh, you know the world to see these type of images because um, there's so many different layers and stories behind each and every individual. Um, 
you can't you can't take enough uh, photographs uh, to tell these stories. It's almost impossible, but it is um, challenging and it is uh, sometimes nerving. You it's, know, yeah. Is do you feel like you're being desensitized or like your sense of awareness is heightened? Um, when you're there, like on that ground level, like, you know, because we, we see the news and it's easy just to think, see the numbers and, and kind of, you know, almost um, you just get used to it. Um, on the ground, when you're seeing, you know, these uh, body bags and coffins and, you know, funeral processions, are you aware? Are you in the moment or is it something that maybe it hits you after the fact? Oh no, I'm I'm very very in the moment. Mm. I just uh, kind of you know put my big boy uh, you know uh, pants on and 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 I just got to kind of you know harden up and man up and just kind of you know understand that this is this is what I do and you know it's part of what I do. It's actually something that I love to do. If yeah. if if I was given an opportunity to probably <laughs> go into a conflict zone, I probably would. I think because so too. Yeah, because of the love of the of storytelling. Yeah, uh, not, not because I'm I'm a you know a morbid uh, mm. type of person, but because uh, I think it's 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 very important. Yeah, uh, it's and it's got you know look you have you have death you have a virus you have loved ones and there's so many different layers of different you know, variables that, that come into these kind of, uh, stories. It's, uh, it, it could be, you know, th this is, uh, work that, that lasts, uh, for a very, very long time, you know? And so, um, uh, every time you think you get some good work, you know, for me, I find myself wanting to go back, even though it's, uh, something that's, it's not even something that I would post, let's say, or put on, uh, Instagram or any feed. It's just something that I have to do for myself. Um, I think this is a part of history. Like, yeah. uh, like we discussed, you know, like the, the black plague, let's say, or something like that. in that order it's history. And, um, I hope we'll never see something like this in, in, you know, in our lifetime again. And so that's why I think it's very important. And, uh, you know, the, you know, people downplay photography. How could you downplay photography when, when it's so so important in this in this aspect, and every other aspect? Like you, like we we're having a conversation about Netflix. Where would we be if we were in quarantine without Netflix or exactly. you know, yeah, or, uh, television and uh, any other any other cinema? You know, so. Uh, so yeah. when you when you're going out, like, um, is it like mostly are you going out early in the morning, um, for a couple of hours, or how how, do, how does that work? You just get the feel the need to, to to go out and like, how do you know where to venture? What like how's that the planning and that? I'm just uh, intrigued. In, in which in what capacity with the yes. yeah the current situation with the COVID like. How, what are you thinking this like? I might go find, um, you know, a morgue or a, a, like, you know, a truck pulls up or the burial or ha how do you know where to go and be? Well, uh, you don't. Mm. You, you don't at times, you know what I mean? Um, you could only imagine um, that um, uh you know, of course, hospitals are uh, hospitals are a hot zone right now. Uh, and when I began photographing, uh, this was when the, the it was we were on the upswing on the up uh, peak of this uh, epidemic here. And uh, it's it took uh, hundreds of thousands of people in, in New York City. And so uh, while it was climbing, I had come back from uh, um, from Arizona and the my whatever, but the gear, but um, I had got, I had just got received some borrowed, uh, you know, the the epidemic hit, and I had borrowed some gear from Leica. Leica was kind enough to, to to lend me some gear because I I felt that I had to uh, I had to photograph this, and um, 
So on the upswing, you know, um, it was more uh, the the pace was kind of like, you know, you're hearing ambulances and you kind of follow that ambulance or you hear, you know, an ambulance stopping in front of a house. It was nine out of 10 times that ambulance was there to pick up somebody that was dead or somebody that was uh, uh, being taken out um, with the, you know, oxygen on or or whatnot. Uh, fire fire departments being deployed. Uh, it also have uh, a police uh, ambulance uh, scanner that I run once in a while. I don't use it much, but um, when I am on a, a you know when I'm looking for you know uh, in this case I'm looking for cases like that. I could run a radio channels that uh, kind of dispatch. Um, different uh, calls over the radio, Uh, you'll hear like uh, um, police dispatching, you know, um, a possible COVID uh, victim at so-and-so street. And um, I'll try to get there and, uh, you know, maybe capture a picture of somebody, you know, another situation. And then um, the rest of the times it's it's just um just being who i am uh being very inquisitive and and just having the nerve enough to talk to people mm. um to let <laughs> to allow me to let them in the, their uh, funeral parlors which was you know it it takes a little bit of you know it takes a little work you know especially when you're not with a big news affiliate or anything like that yeah but um you know you learn, you, you know, for me, it was part of uh, what I learned growing up on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Goes back to the street smarts, you know, you kind of learn how to, you know, uh, navigate around people. So, uh, yeah, that comes in handy as well. I, I wanted to ask you, like, um, when we did the interview back in 2018, you talked about uh, your time in prison where you were you were just started learning photography and uh, you couldn't have a camera in there, so you were taking images in your mind's eye. That 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 that. Uh, that when you talked about that, it's just stayed with me forever because it's like you know, even if you don't have a camera, you can still be visualizing stuff and seeing stuff. H- how do you think um, spending that time in um, prison and that, that, and I think that's where you developed that sort of street uh, awareness because you talked about um, when you're going out and shooting, it's it's you've got that sense that something is about to go down because you could tell by the way someone walks or because you've got that heightened sense of awareness from when you're in prison. Um, ha- ha- how do you think that's influenced your time in, in, in being out there on the street now? I'm not not uh, not too much of a difference because mm-hmm. i was always i always had a heightened sense of awareness but yes uh, i would say that it helped uh it helped a bit more mm-hmm. uh because you're in a confined space and so now you're forced to kind of you know uh learn people's uh you know idiosyncrasies and you kind of watch people's mannerisms and so that yeah it does it does it it, it did uh it did help me uh, learn body language a bit more, um, but it was always something that I always picked. I had picked up on the, on the street uh, anyway. Mm. It's a survival skill that I think people uh, from the street or people that have grown up on the street uh, obtain, uh, you know, naturally. I think you know because you're always uh, we're always you know looking you know uh, we have to be on guard, I guess, on point, you know, yeah. so. The one thing that I, I love about your images, it's like it, there's there's not always people in them, and sometimes it's just a simple still life that says so much, you know. Then there's there's so many of those little um, images uh, through through your feed. Um, is that something you're just just seeing and you just snap? It's like ha- what's the thought process when you're seeing something like that, like a, a simple still life? Um, I uh I have to feel something about yeah. it. Yeah. If it's uh even if it's like a piece of uh uh let's say scotch tape. Yeah. That's worn away. I mean, for me, my brain starts working. You know, on you know who put the tape there and why is it taped there? Or you know, and you could see it has life to it. It was peeled off and it was uh 
you know, it's, <laughs> I'm a very strange character when it comes to things like that. Introspect. I kind of, uh, I go deep. I go into deep waters when it comes to things like that. But, um, yeah, it, usually it, it's, it sends off some kind of, uh, you know, signal to me, like, you know, uh, or not signal, but you know what I mean? It yeah, kind yeah. of makes me feel something to, to make me just, uh, you know, just click the shutter, uh, you know, so it, it has to, it has to speak to me in some way or another. And I know what you mean, you know, so it could be just not, it could be something just. Well, anyone else would just walk past a banana on the street and yet you somehow managed to capture that, squash banana and turn it into a work of art like you know. you know i gotta tell you that banana i really you know and then and then people referred it to this banana that was bought in a in a in an art show i heard it and yeah. i hadn't i hadn't i haven't hadn't heard of it that someone bought a banana for like i don't know a ridiculous amount of money that was taped to a wall yeah for me, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It was just the color palette, yes. and uh, it was on. on it was on an anti-slip uh, piece of. Uh, it's kind of like it's. It's actually. It's a paving. It's. It's made for uh, blind people. For, yeah, for blind people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's also used for. You know. Uh, I. I would guess. So people don't slip because there's kind of pivots in there. And then I saw the banana around this non-slip and the color of the red and the, and, and the, and the yellow kind of popped. And uh, there was this, you know, kind of cigarette butt yeah. kind of crushed up in there. And it just, uh, it appealed to, it appealed. To me. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's a beautiful image. It's like I happily hang that on my wall, and I'm not sure why, but it's just intriguing, and that's uh, I think a common theme uh, for most of your images. And and th there's another one, like because I can see that you've got all these personal projects going um, on at, at the moment, like con consistently, like the found objects one. There's another one where there's a um, a mask in front of a uh, the flag and it's just like a discarded mask hanging off a wire i think and um it's so powerful it just kind of sums up that you know the mask is dirty and gritty and you know most people would just not not even notice that and yet yet you're honed in and seeing these things for me it was just you know you know blatant ignorant disrespect toward you know for this epidemic um, and that was at, um, you know, a bus stop and it was just hanging there and it was, it was just soiled. I don't know if it was coffee or blood or what it yeah. was, on, but it appeared to be either coffee or blood or what, I don't know, you or both. And I'm saying to myself, well, who would just, who would put this here during this epidemic? I mean, this is like right in your face, you know, right by the, you know, I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, take it. I kind of wanted to, you know, I come in very close and that's my problem. I like to come in close, yeah. maybe not my problem, but it's something that I like to do. And in this case, uh, because of this epidemic, it's very difficult to come in close, but um, I had to be, you know, a few feet because like a, you, the, you know, the closest you can get with, uh, with an M uh, camera with a, a manual focus is like two, two and a half feet. And so I was about two and a half feet from that, maybe three feet. But you have to understand people are standing there right by that bus stop. And if they don't see it, that's going to rub up against their face or, you know, it was hanging off a wire yeah. and it shows a blatant disrespect that some people have and you see uh these gloves in the street that people discard and and it, it's cl it, clearly the news in affiliates all over the world are telling you know sanitize clean your hands wash up you know and it just it just and with the american flag behind it it just <laughs> made sense. and i have a thing about american flags for some reason uh, if you combine that with a certain photographs, it just it brings in more power. It yeah. kind of makes it more powerful for me. I don't know why, but I got a, a thing with the flags. 
<laughs> I don't know why, but it's just oh yeah, it, it, it very powerful stuff. So this this um, asking yourself that question when you like you, you're on guard, you're looking for those discarded objects, and then you're saying to yourself, well, how did this happen? What's the backstory? And and like often maybe you're creating a backstory in your head, and suddenly you're noticing these really small little um, vignettes in life, and and bringing them to life, which is uh, just amazing. And then coupled with the uh, the power Powerful, uh, street portraits that you do. Um, I think the coverage of the COVID has been uh, incredible, and and then even the the, the street portraits. Like there's a guy um, on the beach working out with the mask on, and it just when I saw that, I went wow because that's the first time um, I'd start you'd started to see people wearing masks when we're not used to seeing it. It was such a powerful image. It just sort of summed up the the, the times really. Um, now you had some bad luck, um, a couple of months ago with, uh, your gear, you got, you got it stolen out of the back of a rental car. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to get, uh, you know, to, to get commissioned in Arizona and, um, I had met, uh, the client, I was meeting up with a client and, and had, just it was just maybe 15 minutes uh uh we went in to discuss uh, lighting where lighting falls and and uh, different uh you know different locations locales and where we could shoot and where we could put up stand up lights and and whatnot you know all that photography jazz yeah. and um we took a quick bite and a drink it was still daytime and the sun was just about to drop so we were ready to go shoot and when i got out of the car the, the car was just uh, broken into. They had gotten everything. And I was just, like, uh-huh. the, the action was to turn on him. And I said, you know, my New York, uh, you know, attitude came <laughs> and I turned on him and I said, you had something, you know, I actually blamed, <laughs> I actually blamed the guy for setting me up. The client? And, yeah, the client. Oh, no. <laughs> He, yeah, it was it was for a brief moment, like the old me just yeah. kind of from, I guess, the, you know, at first, you know, you go, we go through a couple of phases of emotions Yeah, when, you know, this is my the extension of who I am. My gear was so important to me. And, uh, you know, for me to be violated that way and. You know, it was only us that knew where we were meeting. And so it was just kind of weird. And, you know, this old, you know, kind of mentality clicked in. And before you know it, I'm on the phone and I'm screaming uh, back home and I'm saying, you know, this fucking guy had something to do with it. I know. And then he's standing right behind me and uh, he's like, dude, you're all right. <laughs> and I looked at him and said, I said, I said, God, I got to hang up. And so I hung up and he said, I just called the cops. I was in the, you know, he said, I just called the police and uh, they're on their way. He was actually in his car. He didn't leave. He was actually in his car calling the police. And I was blaming him. I was, bl- <laughs> I was fingering him for the crime. <laughs> and, so, um, you know, we had a laugh about it afterwards, but, um, yeah, that kind of old street mentality came in real quick and, um, it kind of dissipated real quick as well. But yeah, I got hit for, for a hefty amount of money and, 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 um, needless to say the shoot was, uh, you know, it didn't go that yeah. night. And I waited for Leica was kind of again enough to, to send me a body uh, and they got lost somehow in the UPS tracking. Ugh. And so I had a day left. And so I lost the whole complete, I completely lost the whole shoot and had to fly back to New York. And so <laughs> that went so bad. And, uh, but it taught me a great, a great lesson. You know, I mean, look, I didn't think that this would uh, this would ever happen, especially to me, because I'm really hip to these kind of things. Mm. And there was nowhere to, you know, I, I mean, without getting into all these stupid details, I mean, you know, uh, you know, when you have a rent a car, usually they give you these uh, these crazy license plates, like from, from Nebraska, and you're in Arizona, or they give you these really telltale signs. Yeah. So 
I'm just giving messages out to the photographers that are listening out there. When you're rent a car, try to get the same state license plate. I know this has nothing to do with photography, but it might. No, but this is great advice. It is. Save you from getting robbed because what they look for is these out-of-state license plates. They're very, you know, rent-a-car-ish. They're usually four-door, you know, economy cars, and they usually have, uh, you know, um, you know, some kind of sign that says, you know, some something like uh, that tells you that it's a rent-a-car. Yeah. So they they knew exactly that it was somebody from out of town, and that's why it wasn't that they saw anything. It no, was that they just had it, they were opportunistic. And it's like, what's in here? Wow, jackpot, likers. You know, parking lots, uh, very poorly lit, no cameras. They knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so did, yeah. did it have a boot? You couldn't see into the back, could you? So it was locked in the boot, but they still managed to get that open and get the yeah, stuff out. Yeah, it, so, it, 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 it would happen so fast. I mean, there was uh, a couple of stores around, and nobody – you know, remarkably, there was no cameras in any of the uh, shops around, any of the uh, the businesses around. So it was really a that you know the cops. I we called the police, and hey, they didn't even call, they didn't even get to the scene. They just took the report over the phone, which was quite odd. And uh, they said it was an emergency. I was like, "What do you mean? It's not an emergency. They stole my shit." <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I mean? what the, the fuck you mean it's not an emergency use my language gina but no. you know uh you know i was like what do you mean it's not an emergency they got me like for 40 grand in, in, in camera gear oh, you know it's heartbreaking it was, it was uh oh please and the best thing is that the my insurance for most of the bo- for the body just had expired like six months ago no. <laughs> it's just, it always works that way. But anyway, you know, it is what it is. And I learned a very valuable lesson. And so, you know, for now, uh, Leica has lent me um, some some cameras, uh, you know, and it's a couple of lenses that I'm working with now. So until I'm able to maybe some by some miraculous feat, uh, maybe uh, with these trying times, maybe get this GoFundMe and um, get enough to get another body and lens so he could go out there and do the yeah, I'll put I'll put a link to that and, you know, obviously if uh, anyone's listening and they're still working and have the means, they can, uh, you know, throw you a few bucks and keep you, keep you working, Donato, because you are a national treasure and you should be shooting. Um, yeah, it's just, it just uh, it made me sick to my stomach when I, I read about that. Moving forward, what, um, how have you changed um, your protocol? I mean, I, I guess you haven't had much chance to um, – to travel anymore, but um, have you thought about what you could do to uh, safeguard you from future theft? Well, you know, there's a couple of things we could do. I mean, we could travel with, uh, you know, the bare necessities, but being, being that the, um, you know, without getting into the whole, um, you know, the whole aspect of, uh, you know, how I was doing the shoot there, you know, I needed outdoor lighting, you know, stand and stuff like that. So usually I don't carry that kind of thing. And so now, you know, I think, you know, carrying the BAM, you know, necessities, uh, camera body, one camera body, you know, one or two lenses and keep it really, you know, and, and carry it with me everywhere I go. And, um, you know, if I have to, uh, you know, bring an assistant. Yeah. Uh, watch over the stuff. Uh, I think while an assistant I'm- is a great investment. One of the things yeah. I learned from traveling through Italy a lot, where like they, you often get like they just will um, steal from the backs of cars all the time, and I was warned a lot that like a simple little um, bike lock that you can put, put, thread through all the gear and then lock it into the into the boot. Uh, and there's all sorts of um, products that are manufactured to do this. Like there's this chain mesh that you can put over the gear so that if they do break in, they're going to take a long time to actually be able to steal the gear so they might move on to another vehicle because they don't want to be seen trying, with bolt cutters and things like that. So that, that might it, it might not save all the gear, but it'll certainly slow them down from um, stealing that. So that's uh, something 
something that I, I, I like to travel with, a lot, like a simple bike lock, just to try and at least lock it into the, the boot so that they can't um, get it out as easily. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, my, it's, uh, my so, dog, Canoli. So your dog, Canoli, which is the coolest <laughs> uh, name for a dog, and he's actually uh, – he or she – it's a he. It's a he, he. He is a dead ringer for my dog. I'll, I'll send you a. I'll send you a photo once we're finished with this interview. That 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 they could be uh, twins. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Tricolor everything looks exactly same. Same dog. <laughs> oh, they're great. They're, they're the best. Um, all right, so, so some of the other projects you've been doing, uh, which are, are fantastic um, and uh, like just loving the sort of the new direction you're taking um, with uh, the lighting, the portraits in the street. Like I love the, the, the grittiness of the fringe project and it's like um, flash right up close um, and, uh, you know, hard edge shadows, very poppy colors. And, uh, what I love is how the, the, the images that you take, uh, of these people on the fringe, they're always, um, so proud and so respectful. Um, how are you approaching those images? Well, there's, you know, I always make myself known as, as, uh, as a friend, as somebody that cares, not you know, I'm not I'm not um, hunting down photo photos and 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 offering somebody a dollar, you know, to to make a quick uh, photograph. You know, some of these people are, you know, if, for the ones that you're talking about, maybe um, you know, there's a, a bunch of uh, transients that that I had. Uh, uh, I, I actually had a solo show here in New York, uh, my first solo show, and uh, there was a group of uh, photographs of these uh, these these wonderful, uh, colorful, they tra- transients. They kind of they hop. They call I call them the crusties. They hop from uh, freight train to freight train, uh, and they go from state to state. And um, the way I work with them is, you know, um, like I work with everybody else. I, I get to know people. Um, they see me around and I introduce myself once or twice. And and slowly I kind of become the guy with the camera and I become known as the guy with the camera. He's always around and he's always, you know, so they kind of they kind of trust mm. me. Of take some, they kind of take a, a notice to who you are. They don't know who you are, but they know that you're a guy with a camera that's that's always around and that's always taking pictures. So when it's time for me to approach to get to know somebody, I I say hello. I you know I've seen you around. I was just wondering, you know, if you would you know uh, like uh, it would it be okay for me to take a photograph? And usually. Um, you know, I get I get uh, photographs uh, when I do ask permission um, without a problem, you know, and uh, sometimes they run a whole series uh, because they have friends and then they have friends. And I ask them, if, dude, you know, maybe you could call a friend from Manhattan and then they'll come down. I threw a, like I threw a barbecue for these uh, these uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, and I bought um, you know sponge balls and you know uh, plastic uh, footballs and and uh, keg of beer, and they all came for the party, and um, I made a I made a, quite a few photographs, and we all had fun at the same time. Amazing. So, yeah, I do have. I kind of. I kind of look. Let's face it. They're not. You know. They're not. You know. They're not straight arrows. Neither was I. Yeah. You know. These are. These are kids. Uh, mostly. You know. Young adults. Uh, you know. Probably no more than thirty. Uh, trying to find their way in society, one way or another, and they make great subjects with great stories. And so uh, I knew they would. I knew I would go beyond the photograph. And so I, I thought they deserved, you know, to be treated. You know, I think everybody deserves to be treated, you know, uh, uh, like a human being, like a, like a, you know, like anybody else. And so, you know, for me to throw a party and to, you know, to, you know, I asked them if they want beer or soda, whatever they wanted, they got it, pizzas. And so we had a fun time. 
And with that, I got a number of photographs and um, I entered them into my uh, um, my my show, my first solo show, a few of them. And so, you know, it works out well when you get to know people and you show them the respect that they deserve. Yeah, so you're you know? investing in the relationship first. It's not a matter of just doing a drive-by and taking these photos. You're really getting to know them and spend some time. How, how much time do you think before uh, – how many times will you go see them before you'll actually uh, pull the camera out? As many times as it takes. Yep, and you just I'll know be- when they're ready. How bad do you, you know, how bad do you want it and uh, how bad, you know, what, you know, what does it mean to you? You know, uh, if it's for just the sake of taking photographs, I won't even bother. Right. Uh, I just won't. It's not, it's not my thing. I know people that go around taking photos on the street nowadays. I mean, they're just constantly taking photos and photos. You know, what is the point? What are you trying to convey? I mean, for me, for me, I've done it. I've done it, but, um, you know, I kind of, um, I think for me now, uh, a body of uh, photographs or a, um, a kind of a, a longer kind of, uh, a, let's let's say like a kind of essay, maybe, um, I don't know how to say yeah, yeah. the yeah. you know, talking about, yeah. you know what I mean? A body of work that kind of has a little bit of kind of more meaning to it rather than just taking random shots on the streets of uh, ironic or uh, – although I do like that too still. Yeah. yeah. I just don't do it as much. I, I, I like to put a nice body of work together that uh, that has uh, – cohesively makes uh, – draws um, some kind of emotion. So um- – and that's cannoli digging a hole in the in the floor in the in the in the floorboards, right? Like <laughs> I can hear him. It's fantastic. Um, with um, yeah, get with- my uh, Gaston, please take the dog. <laughs> now I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> you're. Uh, I'm talking to you from. Uh, you're on your. Um, Twenty thousand square foot mansion. Is that right? You've got the pool out the back. <laughs> And uh, how many people sh- have you got there working for you? 300? <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what I wanted to ask you is when you're looking at images, what is it about another photographer's work that stops you in your tracks? What, was, what, 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 what is it that you see and you say, that's a great image? What is it that stands out to you? What's the first thing you notice? I got to tell you, Gina, lately it's very difficult um, you know, it's got to have, it's got, for me, it's got to breathe and it's got to have life. It's got to have some kind of soul. Hmm. It's so difficult. I mean, you know, even for, you know, I'm, I'm saying for me as well, I'm, I'm speaking for me, um, uh, to see something that kind of, uh, stops me and hmm. like, you know, like, wow, you know, even if it's, uh, like a commercial ad or, or fashion or what have you. Um, something that kind of grabs me would be something that kind of like, for me, I'm a sucker for an emotional, something that brings a kind of a, an emotional uh, thread and like, you know, a, a human thread that kind of we all could relate to. That That is something that I think um, has uh, longevity as far as, um, you know, uh, the aesthetic is concerned. I think something that we could feel and something that that moves us, or something that tells a story, just by one picture, mm. uh, you need uh, you know a whole layout, uh, you know, to tell a story. Sometimes just that one one picture uh, could tell a story, and it could go beyond uh, you know a whole you know a whole stack of photos. And who are the photographers who uh, influence you the most? Well. In the beginning, in the beginning, when I first was introduced to photography, you know, and and again, like I, you know, I always wanted to be, you know, somebody else. Everybody aspires to be like this person or that person. I think, um, but believe it or not, um, Avedon had a great uh, effect on me, and uh, Richard Avedon. Mm. Uh, even though he's he's fashion, he he he's in a lot of his photographs. If you look carefully, 
he he drew the emotion um, from some people from a lot of his photographs. Mm. And we and then we could talk about, you know, um, for some reason, I tend to fall on like kind of uh, on a kind of like a darker, like, you know, darker side of, uh, you know, humanity. Mm. Uh, um, Eugene Richards with his uh, I mean, so many Dorothea Lange. Um, when she shot the, a lot of the, uh, what was it? The, 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 the depression work yeah. and you have, uh, people like, um, uh, oh, so many, yep. you know? Um, but, but any, I, I, any I, modern I did, day ones, Donato, any modern yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think I like corky, uh, a lot of corkiness, which Martin Parr brings. Yeah. I can see that in some of your beach images, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. He was a he was a he was a bit. I I like Martin because he's he's very very uh, he's witty. He's quirky. He's very intelligent, and his his pictures are very smart. And they're so mundane. Sometimes you look and you're like, "What is this? Like, what are you like? What am I looking at?" But if yeah. you look long enough, I think um, it kind of you kind of get it. Yeah. And um, a lot of that, you know, mundane work, uh, like uh, William Eggleston yeah, as well. Is I can see that I too, fit. yeah. He, he, you know, take a picture of uh, like the inside of a diner and it, it was just like, you know, and, and this was a man that took one click usually. He right. took one click without, without cropping, no, you know, and, uh, you know, there's so many I mean, there's so many. Uh, uh, William Freelander, uh, Freelander was uh, another one. Um, God, there's so many. But uh, a lot of the old. But now, I'm, if you say today's photographer, I would say uh, Martin Parr was yeah. a big influence on me. Um, I, you know what? I just the names escape me because I don't want to kind of you know throw names out there that that um you know. That's know okay. That's a pretty pretty solid collection there. Um, yeah. I, today today's photographers and then there's so many of them. It's yeah. just hard, to say, you know. Yeah. Um, just on that, um, you talked about Edelson just t- taking one frame. How when you're doing a portrait, how? How many shots are you taking? Is it till you get it? Is it a couple of clicks? Is there a number, or it's just it? It depends. I take first. First, I I set up. I set up. If it's lighting, I need lighting. Yep. Whatever. I I usually use a, a very crude uh, light light setup most of the times when I'm on the street because I don't have the luxury to. To set up, uh, you know, a whole lighting stand or whatever. But and, and um, sorry, is that just you on the street, or have you got an assistant? So you holding the light and the camera? Oh, shit, I wish I had an assistant everywhere I went. I mean, it would be great. I would have tons of work, but um, yeah. no, I have an assistant. Um, but um, it's just me and a camera. And uh, if I have, I have a, a you know, um, like a portable stand light if i have to use that if not it's just natural lighting and uh just a flash uh off camera flash or and no modifier is it's just naked flash right you're not modifying the light at all because it looks very hard you mean the the oh do you mean that do i put a diffuser on like a yeah like a uh usually i don't you can see how you know, gar- like kind of garish the color is. I usually kind of, if I do, I kind of slide it, like slightly angle it maybe. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's, um, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like post too much. I just, I can't deal with that whole post-production. So it's usually, I'll take a test shot on a, on a, my hand or a pole or whatever, any adamant object. That's a and, great uh, tip. Take a test shot on the inside of your hand. Fantastic. Yeah, well, it's the color of your skin. It yeah. kind of, it, you know, it kind of, uh, you know, it meters the light pretty uh, uh, pretty decently. Yeah. And so, um, 
once I figure the light, the lighting, um, I know what distance I'm usually shooting at. So it's usually one or two shots. And um, if I don't get it after that, I don't like to be a big bother. Um, for candid shots, it's one shot and it, and it's a go. If it's not, if it, it's it's a wrap, if it's not, uh, if it doesn't, if I don't catch it in that frame, it's a wrap. I'm not going to go back and tell the guy to, you know, pose for me or anything like that. No. So, so it's, it's very quick. And then what's your um, inner dialogue? What, what are you saying to yourself when you're looking at the images? Like when you get them back, you load them in. Do you like when, because sometimes when I'm taking a shot, I know I've got, I, I can go frame, frame three, I know I got it. And that's from my film days. I feel it more than I yes. see it. I don't even need to look. I'm like, that was the one. Does that happen with you? And then when you're looking at them, um, when you're loading the images in, how how quickly are you spotting the images or are you talking yourself out of it sometimes depending on what your frame of mind is that day? All right. I, I, to, to, uh, just within the recent few days, I just finished doing a little, uh, little um, kind of uh, – collection of the covoid and now it's over kind of over you know yeah and now i'm moving on to a different project uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i went out to, oh, all the way to the city um i took two i don't take a lot of pictures i take maybe i make maybe 10 pictures yep and if i don't get anything in 10 pictures i'm going home i'm not going to spend all day walking the streets looking for so in one incident, like the other day, I went to the city. Um, I got my one picture, first click, first shot, got it, checked it, seen if it was in focus. It was all in focus. I got, went back home. Wow. And that was, that was it. Um, it was for my collection, and so it suited me, and that was it pretty much. Um, I know people that could shoot a whole 64-gig card all day long and then <laughs> – painfully go through that card at the end of the day and some people you know don't mind that but me i just don't have the i don't have the patience to right. do that you know um and then there's other occasions like you know i will go out and shoot of course i have to go out and shoot you know a bunch of photographs but well like what you were saying i do know when i got a shot or two in there you right. know i you feel just, it oh yeah 100 percent. i know i got it you know, like, and it, and it psychs me up. It's like, yeah, I got I got it, nailed that shit. I got it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I get so excited. It's like <laughs> almost childish, almost in a way. It's weird. I get it. I get it. It's the, it's probably the best feeling you can ever have when you know you've got one in the can and you, you like you rushing hunt. I've always said the day I'm not excited to have a look at what uh, I've just shot is the day I'll hang my camera up. When I lose that, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to lo ever lose that joy of um, the, the, the thrill of the hunt, you know. What's the sense then? You know, I mean, you know, what, what fun is it then? Exactly. You know I mean? So what's – What's next, Donato? What's uh, what's 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 the year ahead? What what what's your plans? Well, I took a, I took a year I took about a year off, a year and a half off. Uh, families uh, family situation um, kind of slowed down a lot. Ex you know, extremes. This yeah. actually this this thing with the Arizona and getting my gear that yeah. was actually the first time out in a while. Uh, besides, you know, just clicking pictures here and there. Um, so I'm back. Uh, I just, I just coming back now. So I expect I'm right now I'm working on a series that, uh, kind of, uh, is kind of ties into the, this COVID thing, but it's just kind of a different, uh, it's just a different palette. Um, you, you, people will be like, they'll like it. I think, I think people like it. It's a great, uh, topic. I don't want to let it out because no, it's no, a lot. No, no, fair enough. Well, I, I, can, you, I, I can't saying. wait to see what you do. Oh, it's going to be – it's 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 good stuff. It's really good stuff. And it, and it really appeals to everybody and it's going to appeal to uh, the the whole situation and, uh, you know, the, but it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. 
fantastic. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to put all the links uh, in the show notes to uh, your work. Uh, there's also, um, I highly recommend if you haven't already heard it, to go back before uh, and listen to uh, episode 214, uh, where we talk about uh, how you got into photography. And uh, your website is donatodcamillo.com and Instagram, your uh Donato underscore DiCamillo. And um, you can also uh, buy prints from uh, your website as well. And I'll put a link to your um, GoFundMe as well for the gear. And yeah, I I'm, can't wait to see what you do next. And thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, please uh, be safe out there, okay? Oh, thank you so much. And uh, it's been my pleasure. I, I appreciate it, really, Janet. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. Awesome. Donato DiCamillo. And I think it's so interesting to talk to somebody who is essentially at the epicenter of what Mm. is happening at the moment. I mean, New York has been really hard hit, obviously, with uh, the coronavirus. And it's interesting to see how the city is coping and dealing with it. So you can check out Donato's work at his website, donatodicamillo.com. Or his Instagram is a really cool place to hang out, Donato underscore DiCamillo. So, um, yeah, definitely check him out. So what are you doing in the coming week, Gina, before we chat again? All right, so I'm finishing off the CCs for the gold members and uh, the constructive, constructive, the constructive critiques. critiques. So mm-hmm. that's a great way for uh, the gold members to uh, they upload their photos and I'll go into like the lighting, lighting styles and how to improve the posing, editing, everything and demonstrate uh, how to do that so they get their own little um video tutorial back on that image so doing that and I'm also working on uh, a few different tutorials uh, uh, to one on uh, all about cinemagraphs I've been doing a lot of work with animating Mm. photos so quite a detailed tutorial that I'm working on there and uh, also on how to create uh, beautiful overlays like smoke and water and uh, things like that and I've got a tutorial to do for you Val (laughs) coming up as well so uh, on uh, some different blend modes uh, that I think you'll enjoy and uh, then I've got my um, beautiful Valerie Koo pillows that uh, (laughs) I've just received cushions that I'm so happy they're two uh, original artworks uh, of (laughs) yours on pillows that I can have in my house and they're gonna add a little bit of life because I've been big on um sort of uh, sprucing the place up because you're living in it and so often and spending so much time so I've been doing that so that should keep me busy this week what about you Val what are you doing you know what? I need to do a bit of decluttering mm. and tidying. I'm looking around to this room at the moment and there's computers on the floor, there's books everywhere, there's camera gear kind of in 20 different yeah. spots. Um, yeah, I think I really need to have a bit of a tidy, I would say. You do that five – you do five minutes a day like in each room. So that's what it I've doesn't... been doing and you do that like that little list of like – you know how you got all those niggly things that, that it's like put... – It doesn't work for me. Really? Because it's like it's like only tackling a quarter of your inbox. Your inbox still What's got your stuff inbox in it. at the moment? So at the – like I got it to zero three days ago and I've managed to keep it at zero. I'm – Amaze myself. Do you want to know what mine is? Go on. Um, hang on. I can. It doesn't tell me the total on inbox. It's what's seventeen thousand five hundred seventy nine twenty five thirty forty two. Look, I rounded up forty three thousand. That's just ridiculous, it is, isn't it? I, was, I should yes. every time you post about being inbox zero, I'm going to um just send you my inbox. <laughs> a photo (laughs) so you'll develop a facial tick (laughs) i will oh my god all right where do we find you online find me at ginamilitia.com that's g-i-n-a-m-i-l-i-c-i-a i'm on all social media at ginamilitia and if you want to use this time to take your photography to the next level then check out the goal community i will hold your hand through processes help you with your photos create tutorials, uh, help you out with your editing, lighting, posing, directing, whatever you need. So that's at com and click on join the community. What about you, Val? 
You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. And thanks for listening, everyone. We look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.